0: Welcome back to Banterly, everybody. We are back. My name's Aiden.
1: And I'm Aditi.
0: And this is Banterly. How have you been?
1: How have I been? I've been good. It's been super cold, and I don't want to go out. I went back to Florida for a bit because I couldn't be here anymore. I'm originally from Florida, uh, if our loyal listeners remember. And sometimes I'm like, why did I leave? I know why I left. But it, oh, it's cold. I don't like the cold. Do you like the cold?
0: I do. I oh. prefer the cold to the warmth. I love a jacket. Like, I I just like wearing a jacket as part of my outfit. Fair. Like, I, I like cold weather clothing better than warm weather clothing, because I don't like wearing shorts. So anything that will prevent me from wearing shorts, I'm all set.
1: I, okay, you know what? Fine. Outfit-wise, yes. I concede that point. I very much prefer fall and winter outfits to, yeah. Okay, you know what? I don't want to go back to Florida. Ever.
0: Stay here forever.
1: Yeah, and I will. Thank you for (laughs) solving my problem. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm glad that that was easy. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so now you. What Um, can I solve for you?
0: (laughs) Honestly, life is pretty good right now. I've been taking up a hobby. Me and my friend have been doing hip-hop classes. No way. Yeah, it's been fun. Because I struggled when people ask me, oh, what do you do for fun? I'm like see my friends, go out to eat. Like, I don't have, like, a, you know, like, an activity. So I've been doing hip-hop classes, done three, gonna keep doing it and pop and lock and jam, and so I've been pretty good. But um, in terms of pop culture news, though, something that has taken over my entire life for the past, I want to say, since the beginning of January of 2024, has been The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yep. Yep. I don't know how many viewers out there have watched the show. It had a slow season start, but the end, the finale, was one of the most iconic Housewives finales of all time. I don't want to spoil too much for those viewers who are living under a rock and haven't seen it, but... (laughs) Um, some some information was revealed about who one of the housewives is that kind of rocked the world, and there were some iconic lines. I'm sure everybody's heard on TikTok. Or maybe it's just my For You page, but the receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots, everything. Receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots, everything to prove that you are a f-ing. And that just lives rent-free in my head. I have even gotten my friends who had never seen the show to just watch the finale and the reunions. I gave them a backstory about the first four seasons, and then we watched the finale, and they, they liked it. I think they liked it. I hope they liked it, because I love it. So that's what I've been up to in terms of what's been consuming my brain.
1: That's crazy. So I know about this from that TikTok sound, mm-hmm. and I didn't know where it was from until you, actually.
0: <laughs> until right now?
1: Well, no. we. Oh. I think we briefly spoke oh. about it before, but I have no familiarity with uh this franchise House of w- Housewives etc but my friends are really into it so i might do what you made your friends do and just watch the finale yeah and the just reunion.
0: watch the finale as if you can get like a synopsis online of just who the characters are general histories cuz you do mm-hmm. need some context to really make it pop and lock and jam like me and hip hop like you yeah
1: exactly <laughs> i love that
0: but <laughs> It's very good. It's, it's going to go down in history as one of the most iconic reality TV episodes of all time, I believe. That's just my opinion, of course. That's but. so
1: exciting. For me, my pop culture news that has been taking over my brain. Have you been following? This literally happened last night. So this is very fresh. Okay. Fresh news. Megan The Stallion dropped a song called Hiss a
0: single.
1: And it's really good. I love Megan the Stallion. She has a line where she talks about... The line is generally something like, you're not mad at Megan, you're mad at Megan's law. Once you look up what Megan's law is, it's a law in California about people who are on a sex offenders list. And this is a diss to Nicki Minaj, because Nicki Minaj's husband is a registered sex offender and apparently also has done several other crimes. And then Nicki Minaj went on Instagram live right after, literally right after, an hour after, Megan the Stallion dropped the song. And Nicki Minaj wrote a diss line about Megan in response being like six feet tall, big foot. You fell off. Why don't you get on your good foot? Megan got shot in the foot. Why are you making? You're not.
0: (laughs) Why was I about to say she ate with that? (laughs) (laughs) No, but you're right. (laughs) Like,
1: Tory Lanez is in jail for this. And so it's just a lot of people are excited in the sense that it feels like rap diss tracks are back. Like, the girls are fighting right now. Anyway. That's you should, you should look into it. It's wild, and I don't know. I hope we get some more music out of it.
0: I must be living under a rock or maybe just too consumed with The Real Housewives right now, but I'd never heard of that.
1: I literally found out truly a few hours before this.
0: Okay, it I need wild. to I need to do some research. I know that um, Nicki Minaj loves her Instagram lives and to oh, yeah. quote one of her famous Instagram live quotes, um, "Child." Anyways, so question of the day. Question
1: of the day. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. That was genius.
0: Um, our question of the day today is: If you could visit any fictional world, where would you go and why?
1: This is a very basic answer. I feel like a lot of people have this answer. <sighs> Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I, my family had an annual pass to Universal and Islands of Adventure. Uh, as I said, I'm from Florida. So we would go almost every weekend. And I remember when the Wizarding World opened in Islands of Adventure, we went to one of the first like opening days and I was sobbing. Like I was seven years old and like crying my eyes out because I loved it so much. I've reread the book so many times. I remember I have this memory. It was the 2008 election. I was watching that Barack Obama had won right when I read that Dumbledore died. So it was a real paradox of emotions (laughs) in that moment for me. (laughs)
0: I don't think that's basic because that's my answer too. Oh, good. I think I was really into wizards when I was little, Mm -hmm. and I always thought that I was one. I had this book of spells. It was like, remember that book series? It was things that ended in ology. So I had wizard ology. There was also something else ology. It was just I don't. It was in the fun sections of Barnes and Noble. Anyways, I had a book called Wizard Ology, and there was spells that they would give you to like say, and I. Still to this day, remember the wish spell because I used to like say the wish spell to myself in elementary school. Like, if they're staring at someone and just saying it in my head and like wishing something—not bad, I don't think—and to happen to anybody. But I would just be like, and then like in my head, you know, saying it. That's what I was. That's what that pause was. And what is it? I can't say the wish spell out loud.
1: Mm, I see. I but see. But I thought I
0: was a wizard, and so going to Harry Potter world the the fictional world would be amazing because I still sometimes think that I'm magical and you know, bippity boppity bam, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, this general feeling of wanting to be a wizard and wanting to be in another world that's not necessarily ours. Yeah, reminds me of a little movie that people are really liking these days.
0: What movie is that?
1: You ever heard of a movie called Saltburn? Oh, all right.
0: Yeah, I've got a flat tire. Take my bike. Hey, that is so kind. Thank you. I'm sorry I don't know your name. I'm I'm Felix. Oliver. Oliver. <laughs> Oliver. I love you. Yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere. It is everywhere. And I love it. I genuinely love it. And I I I'm loved not a movie so person, much. and I really enjoy. it. Which that. is
1: also crazy to me
0: that yeah. you're not a movie person. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm sorry, but Saltburn. When did Saltburn come out? Was that December? Yeah, I think I. No, November. Did I see? It? I saw it in theaters.
1: I definitely saw it in theaters on like December 15th. Okay. Sorry, that was a specific date. It
0: was Um, at
1: 4.10 p.m. Oh, it
0: came out in November.
1: November 17th, 2023.
0: I saw it in theaters and I don't normally go to the movie theater, but my friends were going on Tuesday to the AMC because I guess it's the cheap Tuesday. Yeah. And we went and I had joined late, so I didn't get seats next to them. So I was sitting in the row behind them. By myself in between people. And I came into this movie not knowing anything about it. I think I saw one TikTok about it that was like, ooh, Jacob Elordi and Barry Keegan are like in love. And I was like, what? I also didn't really know who Barry Keegan was. Anyways, I came into this movie not knowing anything about it, which I think is a great way to see the movie. You don't have any expectations. And wow. Wow. Wow! I wish I was next to my friends because I could see them interacting when those crazy things happen. And I was just like, oh, I would like try to make eye contact in the row. But <laughs> it's quite a film and it's quite an experience to watch. And I know people are saying, oh, it's not that bad. Like, it's not that raunchy. Like, you guys must not see movies. Like, I was shook. There were some yeah. weird parts of that movie that I think are weird. If you don't think it's weird, then maybe you're just consuming things that you shouldn't be. Because... <laughs>
1: I agree. That's
0: not normal. What happened in that movie is not normal. Not we'll get normal. into the specific scenes later mm-hmm. on, but that that was my first impression of the movie.
1: No, I feel the same way. And I watch a lot of movies. I have AMC A-List, which is a crazy deal. And I think everyone should get AMC A-List. Uh, and so this was just one of my movies of that week. And again, I, had, I also didn't know anything going into it. And the entire time, like I did, I like to go to the movies alone and I would look around and like look at other people that were clearly shook and I would be like, please make eye contact with me so I know that I'm not the only person (laughs) freaking out right now. It was like a really fun communal moment. It's awkward to watch those things with other people, but it was fun feeling that awkwardness with so many other people because I feel like we were all like, so what are we going through right now? And I think the general public felt the same way because it's been blowing up. My entire TikTok for you page is all saltburn. And I realize it's because I'm interacting with it. But there's just so much content out there about Jacob Elordi, who, Jacob, if you're listening, hi, you can <laughs> get in contact with us. Hello. I would <laughs> like to, <laughs> if you want to hang out, I'm free a lot of the time. Big fan of Jacob and Rosamond Pike. Hello,
0: Oliver, darling. Oh, what beautiful eyes. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, I told you it wasn't a minger. Oh, but darling, you're kind about everyone. You can't be trusted. Oliver, I have a complete and utter horror of ugliness ever since I was very young.
1: I don't know why. There is a, a huge, a huge group of people who are obsessed with her now.
0: Yeah. I never saw Gone Girl either, so I didn't see... Really? I haven't seen her in anything but this.
1: I saw her in Gone Girl, but it wasn't something that I was ever obsessed with. But I knew of her. And I knew that she was iconic. Mm. But now it's turned into, like, this whole, like, Rosamund Pike as mother.
0: Can we talk about phenomenon.
1: that? Let's talk about that. When people that are
0: quick. referred to as mother. Because it's a term that I recently started using really? to, you, you're to describe using now? Gwyneth Paltrow.
1: Oh! Gwyneth
0: Paltrow's mother. Yes. And I can go into why I like Gwyneth Paltrow at a later date. <laughs> but people like to idolize these I want to say they turn them into gay icons Mm. in quotes and the gay community is not great at just saying she looks (laughs) good or oh that dress is cute or she killed that role. They have to really dramatize it and make it fabulous which I'm here for because it's silly and funny and so I saved one that I saw of someone describing someone. I think they were describing Greta Lee. And instead of saying, oh, she looked good, they said, she took her antibiotics this morning and washed it down with water from the Mother Lake located opposite Sleagra Falls. (laughs) So they're doing that with Rosamund Pike because of her portrayal of Lady Elsbeth. and.
1: Like, I get it.
0: I get and it, I too. I love it.
1: I support it. I but think, why do we do that? I don't know why. I think because we're a dramatic bunch, generally. I think, and
0: we're, we we take things less seriously. Yeah. It's no fun to just be like, she did really well in that role. Her acting was really good. No, she served this on the sleigh of that right. in the motherland of whatever.
1: So back to the topic at hand. <laughs> now that we've talked about Rosamund Pike and her journey to Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. um, how would you let's describe Saltburn in three to four words? How would you do that?
0: Hmm. I. I think I would say aristocratic, manipulative twist.
1: That's good. That is really good aristocratic manipulative twist yeah yeah there you go i so i guess i cheated by asking this question because i wanted to read my letterboxd review to everyone follow me on letterboxd can i plug my own account do it it's at aditi misra on letterboxd i don't do real reviews because as i've said before i'm not a critic and i just like to say funny reactions to movies so, my little reaction to Saltburn was, hey guys, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, I gave it four stars when I first watched it. I think because none of it had simmered into my brain. It was just that immediate gut. I always do my letterbox review during the end credits, which maybe I should let it sit marinate. for a while. I should let it marinate, but I like to give my instant bucks. I wrote that immediately after watching it. I feel like I would raise the rating to four and a half, maybe even five. I've seen it a couple more times now. I really love this movie. It was so good. I I mean, my reaction is still, guys, what the fuck? But in like a really fun way.
0: Why do you like it? Because I like it because it was unexpected. It was a really great twist. I thought the acting was really good. I thought it was just an aesthetically really very pretty movie. And I was gagged at the end.
1: I completely agree. Before we get into what happened and this manipulative twist, I do want to say spoiler alert. Uh, for those who haven't seen the movie, we are going to get into the details, the crazy scenes, talk a bit more about the twist. So if you don't want to get spoiled, go ahead and watch Saltburn. It's available on Amazon Prime right now. So you should go watch it and get back to this episode after and hopefully you'll have a similar reaction to all of us
0: but for those who are still with us who have seen the movie a short little summary it is set in england um, at oxford University is where we start there's a student named oliver quick played by barry keegan and it's about him beginning his studies at Oxford, and then he meets Jacob Elordi's character, Felix. And is they kind of become friends, uh, Oliver Quick is definitely a more nerdy type of outcast kind of character, and Felix is the popular guy. He's from a rich family, and Oliver is not, and they get even closer, and then Felix invites him to stay at his family's country house over the summer called Saltburn. I had them hang up an old-school dinner jacket. We dressed for dinner here. Dressed for dinner? And yeah, it's like, yeah. shit happens. Was like a lot of happens. And what begins as a shy, poor boy entering this aristocratic world quickly turns, and you realize that everything is not at all what it seems.
1: Okay, so if we're talking about Saltburn, we, I feel like you know what I'm about to say. I think I do. We need to talk about the bathtub scene.
0: The bathtub. Because. I still think about that.
1: I unfortunately think about it constantly because that was crazy. And that's like the first, the first crazy thing that we see happen in this movie. And I, I don't, like what, what were your initial reactions to it?
0: the bathtub scene i out of all the scenes in the movie this one really struck me to my core not because of what he was doing which if you didn't know felix had just masturbated in the tub and felix and oliver shared a bathroom so as the water was still draining and felix went to sleep oliver went in and kind of sucked the drain and all the remaining remnants of his felix's uh discharge. Ew. I don't like that word. Um Felix says. I did not like I'm it. I'm like sorry. <laughs> I, that was gross. I'm sorry. Um but I think bathtubs are gross in general. Like even if he was putting his mouth on the 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 bottom of a bathtub if it didn't have all that stuff in it, I would still think it would be vile and disgusting. So that just shows how obsessed he was.
1: The bathtub scene I so I think I maybe saw a vague tweet referencing it. I think people were just posting, like, pictures of a bathtub. I don't know. I knew that something weird was going to happen, but I didn't know it would be that. Uh, it was, um, I'll say it. I was, like, kind of disgusted <laughs> while I was watching it, and I felt very uncomfortable in a way. But during my rewatches, like, I didn't feel... I Obviously, I was expecting it at that point, but... I feel like I've come to understand him as a character more and really, I don't want to say empathize, but maybe understand his motivations. Like, I can see how his head is working uh, in a way that I obviously didn't realize oh. the first time. Oh, <clears throat> you don't... You'll have to enlighten <laughs> well, me. No, just the general... He's clearly so deeply obsessed with Felix. And he... I'm. Look, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not condoning anything, but I'm saying I understand. He is so deeply obsessed that he wants to, like, merge with him in a way, in a crazy way. And I feel like there are so many examples of him trying to merge. We see merging in a crazy way with the later graveyard scene, which I, that one to me was, anyway, we'll talk about that later. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, the bathtub scene was, uh, I was disgusted. I will say I saw a TikTok (laughs) I saw a crazy TikTok about the bathtub scene recently. I tried to find it the other day, but it's, oh my God, I don't even like saying it someone was like, some of you guys are really freaking out over the bathtub scene, but that wasn't even enough for me. Like, I would have injected that into my veins. Uh, Okay. So this is, (laughs) again, I think Gen Z generally is reacting to this movie in a really funny way. Again, I'm not saying I agree with any of the things that I'm saying. These are just things that I have seen. (laughs)
0: Let me just say that that's nasty.
1: (laughs) Yeah. One of the things that I really liked about this movie, I mean, the opening scene we see welcome class of 2006 and it's just an interesting, like, it's a hyper-specific thing to choose to set this in, like, the mid-2000s. And I feel like... The music choices, I mean, Murder on the Dance Floor is huge now.
0: It's Murder on the Dance Floor. But you better not kill the groom. DJ,
1: gonna burn this goddamn house right down. Four, three, two, one. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. About your kind. I'm so, Perfect. Perfect is oh god I love that song so good good. but just very like 2000s vibes which is really fun but it also just led me to think like why why did they set this movie in that time period why not now this could happen now it totally
0: could happen now I kind of thought that because of it happening in the mid to early 2000s I guess that's definitely early 2000s I think social media has a big part in it because Mm. I feel like the movie would have played it a lot differently if there was Instagram and people posting. And I feel like Venetia, Felix's sister, I feel like she would have been the type that would have been on her posting stories from Saltburn or like updates and like outfits and like by the pool and like. And I feel like just not having that distraction with their phones and social media would have changed the dynamic of everybody's relationship. I feel like Oliver could have done a lot more. Well, we all know that I like to stalk um, people's homes, but he (laughs) could have, it would have been interesting to see what he would have done with like stalking Felix's Instagram and maybe using that to find him. But knowing that what he did, he just did from his own observation makes it, makes it creepy.
1: I think that's a really good point. I actually didn't even think about that. It, I mean, especially with the stalking thing. I mean, like, you see so many, like, newer thriller movies where they find—I mean, we talked about you already, right? Like, all of that was dependence on social media and being able to find someone through there. But here, I mean, he just raw-dogged that. (laughs) He just <laughs> found him. That was crazy. <laughs>
0: he just planned it all out yeah. by his own observation. So kudos to him. That, that takes skill. I could never do that.
1: I know so many people who watch this movie with their families. It's like a fun holiday movie. And Ooh. so I can only imagine what they had to go through. But I do think I was shocking you by saying I kind of understand more with my rewatches why Oliver is doing all of these crazy things. And I do think that generally what this movie is asking and what Emerald was going for was to answer the question, how far can obsession go? And one of my favorite things that I have found out about this movie, I found it out very recently, the graveyard scene was improvised. Did you know that?
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, apparently Barry just started to do that and they just kept rolling. Because Barry was just getting into the mind of someone who is so deeply obsessed with a person. And he was like, What what would someone do if they're in this headspace? And that I mean, I get like <laughs> I don't not that I get it, but it's crazy how into this character I feel Barry got and just this general question of of obsession. And I think after hearing a lot of these interviews and all of these things, that to me is really what this movie is about. But I will say, I, again, am very active on Letterboxd. I saw someone write a review saying that it's, like, the British version of Parasite. Hmm. That was someone's take, and I really disagree with it.
0: I do, too. I think on its face, like, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, poor guy comes in tries to take down an upper-class family, blah, 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 blah. But then we learn that Oliver actually isn't poor. Oliver actually doesn't have a drug addict mother and his father didn't die. And he comes from a pretty well-off family in a nice little subdivision, his mom. Mm-hmm. They go to Myknos to vacation every year. Like
1: That was a crazy fact to drop in. <laughs> and
0: he has this loving, or what we see as lo- this loving family back home, yet he's still doing this. And, and at first I thought, oh, this is definitely motivated, motivated by class. Because in Parasite, the differences are so opposite. The family that they were infiltrating was so wealthy and they were living in what looked like slum-looking neighborhood. And so I think that comparison's different. I feel like it wasn't that much about class as Parasite was or as people think that this movie was. I think it was more about... Like you said, how far can obsession go and just what drives people to do crazy things?
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people were coming out of Parasite with like this, oh, it has a very kind of quote unquote eat the rich kind of message. That's not coming out of Saltburn in any way for me. If anything, I feel like it really romanticizes the uber wealthy. And I think it's also. Interesting. We see class distinction in a few different ways. One of the things I remember is Farley making fun of Oliver for his um, sleeves of his jacket being too long.
0: Oh, (laughs) nice tux. Thank you. Wow. It's a rental, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the sleeves are too long. Always check the sleeves.
1: (laughs) And that to me seemed like a hyper-specific thing that only someone who was really wealthy would know in specific circles. That was like an interesting small detail. And also with Pamela, like Pamela kind of being a pet in a way for the super rich family.
0: Yeah. And uh, another thing that that reminded me of what you said about Pamela is she was even I think she represented like a court jester almost. Even the way she was dressed was almost like, I'm in this big house, this castle. I'm the queen's entertainment. Mm -hmm. She was wearing that weird collar in one scene that literally looked like she was a court jester. And very clowny. and, And I think that was definitely on purpose. And it was just her purpose was to entertain this family. And then when she wasn't needed anymore, she left and then she died. Which... That confused me. I was she oh, Pamela died? Mm -hmm. And I think they thought that Oliver was going to be that replacement, that, oh, we have someone who comes from less that we can, like, be very generous with, and they can entertain us, but no, no, no.
1: Right, exactly.
0: (laughs) He he definitely pulled
1: the rug out under them.
0: Yes, he did.
1: So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll talk some more about Some crazy scenes. There are reasons cannabis is illegal in New Jersey for those under 21. If you're a parent, you should know them. Early cannabis use can inhibit brain development, impair learning, and increase the risk of later substance abuse and mental health issues. Talk to your kids about cannabis. Set clear boundaries. Most of all, be a role model. Be cannabis smart to stay cannabis safe. Learn more at cannabissafe.nj.gov.
0: Let's talk about that ending, because that's what really shook me, and that's why I've watched this movie three times now, and every time I'm like, wow, that was good. I didn't see it coming, and especially when they were playing the scenes of what happened in the past, that we realized that really this whole time Oliver has been orchestrating this thing, like he putting the air out of Felix's tires, he did have money at the bar to buy his drink, all this stuff that he's just been... I didn't realize it was that calculated until in the end, and then in the end we find out he's talking to Elsbeth. She's about to die. It it all just... I I was left shook, and... Were you left shook?
1: I was absolutely shocked. It was... So crazy to me, and again, I feel like there was a way, or there was something online where people on Twitter were saying, oh my gosh, it was so predictable, and it was just, oh, I feel like this movie has gotten so much hype that the people who don't want people to enjoy things have come out and been like, oh my gosh, this was, obviously he was gonna be doing all of this all along. So that's been annoying me. But hey, look, I watch a lot of movies and if I was supposed to catch it, then sorry, I didn't. I didn't catch any of it. And I was absolutely shocked. And I thought it was a brilliant ending. And I loved how they went through the entire movie again and showed us everything he did. I remember I watched another thing on my TikTok uh, about this movie where there was like a scene when they're all eating Dinner, and we see Felix. while Felix is at the table, but Felix is seen through the window behind them, walking. And that's, like, the foreshadowing of them bringing his body out from the maze.
0: That's crazy
1: that they thought of that.
0: The foreshadowing in this movie is insane. I I saw a couple others on TikTok, and then I noticed some of my own that I didn't see on TikTok. So I felt kind of proud of myself. Wait, I want to
1: know what you found. Um,
0: I found... Well, I'll start with TikTok and then go to me. Or maybe I'll start with me. Let me start with me. Yeah, always so, start with you. And that one of those first scenes where Venetia was outside and Felix goes to see her, she says, and again, somebody might have called this out on TikTok, I just didn't see it before I saw this. And she said, the mood is nearly full. We're all about to lose our minds. Mm. Bam. And Oliver's like. <laughs> like <laughs> and then there's also the ones on TikTok, like Oliver throwing the stone with his dad's name and not going into the water. Um, When Felix dies, Venetia's cup overflows and the red wine spills everywhere, Mm -hmm. Um, which another thing in Venetia's death scene, I think she really hit the nail on the coffin (laughs) to use that phrase about who Oliver is. She described him as a moth, like someone who was attracted to
1: shiny things shiny
0: right? things um he's not a leech he was drawn to shiny things and he needed to make holes in them to then end up consuming the whole thing and i feel like that cuz at first you're like oh he's just trying to take advantage he's a leech he's this but no he's a moth he's quiet he's silent he's bu- 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 <laughs> bumming around yeah until he eats the holes in your sweater and then all of a sudden you don't have a sweater anymore and then he's running around saltburn naked cuz it's his
1: Right. I completely agree with that. I thought that was brilliant. But I, wa- I was re-watching it recently, and the one thing about the moth description that I didn't agree with was, mm-hmm. I think she used the term, like, harmless. Like, you're harmless. Which I thought was interesting, because I think that was still at a point where Venetia didn't realize everything that he was capable of at that point. So, it like, yes, everything is so accurate about him being a moth, but I still find it so fascinating that it, for each of these characters, it's not until they're about to literally take their last breath that they're like, oh shit, this man is like a killer. That's <laughs> He's a killer.
0: That's so true because right before Felix died, he realized the truth that Oliver was lying and they had that fight, so he knew the real Oliver. And then... He admits to Elsbeth before she dies about everything. Mm-hmm. You're so right. Oh, my goodness. And that
1: was off the dome right here, Wait, right now.
0: That's great. I did not prep
1: that. That was crazy. Yep.
0: Okay. You heard it here first, folks. There you that go. That was a hot take. That's amazing. Okay. You should letterbox <laughs> that. That's great. <laughs> I should letterbox Add on that. To your review. <laughs> I'll reply. I'll let them
1: know. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So we went to our listeners, you guys, mm-hmm. to see what you thought. Because again, I I've, I've been hearing so many things on all the social medias, but we wanted to first thank you all for sending in your questions and thoughts. We love hearing from you.
0: We do. Please don't be shy, don't be afraid. We won't bite. Mm-hmm. Like Oliver.
1: <laughs> oh, whoa, well, That's Sorry. so true. So no. we do we do want to
0: Should we do like some rapid fire questions? Yeah, Those let's ones. Do that. That? Which character is the most relatable? Go.
1: I will say I like Lady Elspeth's vibe. Like oh. how she's just out there in her cute dresses and a little drink, just like gossiping.
0: Oh, she was I my like favorite character for sure. Yes. I didn't think she was relatable, but I thought she maybe was. Maybe not favorite. relatable,
1: but I yeah. And I, I was in a way rooting for her too. Because I was like, Hey girl, you Yeah. You seem unhappy. Maybe.
0: My my first watch, obviously I was rooting for Oliver. Well not obviously, because maybe you weren't, but I was like, Oliver, yes, like oh, good for you, Oliver, but... And like, oh. But then I was like, oh, no, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up rooting for Elsbeth. I felt bad for it after I knew it was going to happen. I was like, Elsbeth, run. Don't turn around at the cafe 20 years later. Run, go back to your oh, flat, my... Elsbeth. Go back yeah. to your flat. She got a nice haircut. She slayed the haircut. Exactly. She better walk away back to your flat.
1: I know. Ugh. And I will say, I... I really—Felix, to me, I did really enjoy him as a character. I, in a way, rooted for him, too. Um, I've -hmm. read some interesting analyses of him being, like, the wealthy person who holds a lot of guilt for being wealthy. Like, the way he kind of just tries to treat his wealth as its—I mean, obviously it has its repercussions. I feel like he's coming from a good place when he wants to help Oliver. I think he has a kind heart, and I don't think he deserved—
0: ending. I totally agree. On my rewatches, I realized that he was not mean at all. He, he always looked out for Oliver when his friends were like making fun of him, always invited him, always invited him to his home after his dad died. Like he I think and he he did definitely play it down when he was giving him a tour of Supper and like, "Oh, mm-hmm. this is the library." He wasn't like and you need to do this at this time, you need to wear this, you need to do this like Farley was because even
1: Exactly. He
0: was like, "Oh yeah, this is the library. We'll be in this room. Like don't worry, I have shirts for you like no matter. We're going to have fun this summer." Like he he was so chill. Like, oh, he was a great character. He was yeah, a great guy. He was a great guy. Oh,
1: I love him. Olivia
0: Jade, treat him well. <sighs> Even though you know you're not you're not dating Felix, but treat the dating. man behind Felix well the for us. Man behind
1: Felix, yeah. Hey, if you don't, I could. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, friend Mary Kill, you want to hit that?
0: Okay, friend Mary Kill, Oliver, Lady Elsbeth. Farley.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> That's
0: crazy, group. That was, I'm that sorry. That was crazy.
1: Okay, I guess... Oh, I'm going to marry Lady Elspeth. And then I'm going to, I guess, friend Farley. Uh, I didn't get to talk about Farley and how I felt about him. But, oh, I have so many emotions. Kill Oliver. Done. Done. Now for you. I'll give you Sir James, Felix, and Venetia.
0: Mary, Felix... Sir yes. James is the dad, right? I'm mm-hmm. going to kill him. <laughs> and I'm going to friend Venetia. Because I think she would be a fun friend. Like, we could go out together. We could have a good time. Like she, I could, would totally
1: go out with she Venetia. She would be a
0: good friend. I'm so excited to she do that. She would be
1: so fun. I love that we're like, oh, I know, yeah, we're going to We're, we're going to be friends
0: with her. After yeah, this we're
1: episode, out. we're all going we're out. We're
0: going out. <laughs> oh, um,
1: amazing. Well... Thank you guys so much yes, for listening.
0: Thank you so much. And again, if you're not following us on social media, what are you doing?
1: Share your thoughts with us for any future episodes at banterly at immigrantlypod.com and engage with us some more on our socials at immigrantlypod on Instagram and at immigrantlypodcast on TikTok.
0: Banterly is produced by Shea Yu, written by us, the co-host, Aditi Misra and Aiden Taylor. The executive producer and editorial review is done by Sadia Khan.
1: Our sound designer and editor is Steve Martin. The banterly theme music is by Simon Hutchinson. Additional music is by Epidemic Sound. See you all next week.
0: See you next week.